0: Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of sharpenartist.com and I'm joined as usual by my co-host Lisa Clough of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you today?
1: I am great. How are you?
0: I'm doing never better. I'm a little bit nervous about... um, recording right now because i bought a new mic and uh it's a diaphragm mic so i have to be i have to have my mouth right on it or you it's know, not going to pick i was
1: up. going to comment on that i'm like you sound like bob ross today your voice is like, deeper and more smooth i meant to ask oh, you about hilarious. that when we, before we started recording i'm like wow it sounds really good i'm like this is oh, going thanks. to be in contrast my voice is going to sound even more shrill than normal <laughs> no you're making me you look bad re- here john
0: Right, right. No, you've got a really good mic, though. Yeah, this one will cut down on some ambient noise, which I'm really excited about that. but It sounds we'll see. great. Oh, good. What? I, I just have to remember I can't wave my arms around and throw my head back and <laughs> stuff like that and stand oh. up and dance while we're recording, which is hard because I am wont to do that from time to time.
1: <laughs> I can't talk without my hands waving all over.
0: This is a show about colored pencil where we discuss anything and everything surrounding this medium that we love so much. So today, Lisa and I are doing something slightly uh, different. We're taking one particular question that came into us, and we're going to just answer this today and talk about this topic. It's such a great topic, and I'm glad that she emailed this in to us. So, our anonymous writer writes, My fear of failing has become so overwhelming that I stopped trying, but I listen to your podcast, I buy the colored pencils and the materials, so there must be some desire, but it's very well hidden. Could you help me out by talking about it on your show, as I'm sure there are few other artists who spend so much of their time in their own heads, and they must battle this to some degree as well.
1: Such a great question, and it's one Mm -hmm. that comes up so common. So, any of you guys out there that are are hearing this or you feel this yourself, please don't feel like you're alone. This is such a normal thing for people to feel. It doesn't mean you're not going to be a great artist. It actually probably means you will be a great artist. Uh, Because it's something that, I mean, every artist I've ever known of goes through this. And even now, I struggle with it occasionally. Even though I know I can work through things, I'll hit a point in one of my pieces I- at some point going, uh, I don't know if I can pull this one off. It's just it's at an ugly stage and it is not looking good. I don't you know, I, I, I can't do this. And you yeah, have to work through I've it. But I feeling. mean, I've been doing this for what over 20 years and I still have those moments where you're like, "Mm, I don't know about this one. And It works out, but you have to work through that. But it's such a common, common feeling. So that's the first thing I want to throw out there. If you are feeling that, know that it is extremely normal.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. I mean, I go through that as well. I think all artists do. And I remember it was sort of an eye opener for me. One time when I was talking with an artist that I really revere, I I put way up on a pedestal and she's had solo shows. I went to her solo show. It was just some of the pieces she had in there were just jaw dropping. And I was looking around. She was selling her work. You know, this most of it was colored pencil. And I Then I was talking to her sometime later and uh, she was looking at a portrait that I had done and I was asking her for some information, some tips and critique on it, you know, and uh, she was talking to me and then something was said and and I said something about her work and she goes, oh, you really like it? I said, yeah. And she goes, oh, I'm so glad you told me that. She says, I always feel like that I'm never good enough and that my work is just, you know, it's just not very good. And and she had this sad face, you know, her countenance fell and everything. I mean, it, it was as dramatic as what I'm saying. It really was. And I I went away from that conversation thinking, wow, if that can happen to her, that can happen to anybody. So, yeah, don't feel alone.
1: Yeah, and you know how many times, this. too, where I have painted something where I was not happy with it at all, and someone will come and tell me it's the favorite thing they've ever seen me do or their favorite yeah. yeah. And it's like, I mean, I'm not seeing what you see, but you – Obviously, someone's going to like it, so we, right. we have to get to a point, I think where we stop beating ourselves up, where we're proud that we created something that did not previously exist. good or bad, that's something to be proud of. It didn't it wasn't there before and you made something. That's a big deal. One of the things that I usually tell people, my first advice when someone is getting started new to any medium, what's the biggest tip you can give me? Go make something ugly. Don't try to or or think that it has to be this great masterpiece to start out with. You're really going to hold yourself back, I think, when you're too worried about making mistakes. You've got to get over that fear and just jump in and have fun. Look at it as I'm going to make something, maybe work in a sketchbook instead of your normal paper while you get the hang of the medium. Just cuz you're not you tend to not be as worried about making mistakes or wasting good paper or something like that, but just jump in and maybe scribble i don't know start playing with the color start maybe make color swatches a lot of people enjoy making those and that alone can actually give you a fairly good feel of the pencil how much p- you how much pressure to add how many layers to get the pigment where you want that may be a good way to go but you have to get over this idea of and i mean even more advanced art, star- or or i shouldn't say advanced but more experienced artists i think is a better word Go through this where you create something that you absolutely love. You have this, it's like your masterpiece, the best you've done. And you expect to do that again for your next piece and your third and your fourth after that. And it just doesn't work that way. Sometimes you just need to go create anything. It doesn't have to be your best every time. You have to, to just go draw for the sake of drawing and having fun. Maybe it's just a quick sketch of something in your living room just to get you going. But don't be afraid of making something that isn't the next greatest piece of art the world has ever seen.
0: One of the things I think that is key to this as well, and something you mentioned, Lisa, and I just want to highlight it, is grabbing that sketchbook and working in that and having it set up in your mind to where you know there's no judgment. This is a no judgment zone. This is my sketchbook and mine alone. No one else is going to look at this, but I'm going to have some goals for myself in this book. And when I open it up and when I decide on what I'm going to sketch, and I don't know what the goal is going to be for you. It could be different, you know, for, for anyone. it could, You can set your own goal. One of the goals I set with a sketchbook I remember a long time ago was I told myself, okay, I'm only going to draw things that make me ill, that make me feel afraid and, and bring up a lot of, you know, anxiety, and, and I have a lot of angst about I'm not going to worry about it, but I'm going to finish it, whether I like it or not. And that was a good exercise for me. And incidentally, I chose a lot of things that had a lot of straight lines because I can't stand straight lines. Um, it was a good exercise. And I, I told myself, if I'm going to start this, then I'm going to finish this. And I don't care what it looks like. It's not for anyone else to look at. It's not for my own enjoyment. And it's not for anyone else's enjoyment either. But there's something that happens to us in our mind. And there's something that will transform, I think, the way that you even view yourself as an artist when you do that. It kind of reminds me of A quote by Milton Glasser, it goes something like this. When you draw an object, the mind becomes deeply, intensely attentive. You learn to focus then. You learn how to problem solve the correct way. What do you teach yourself whenever you draw something and then it gets tough or it gets difficult or you start having these Inner thoughts of, oh, I'm not good enough, or I don't think I'll ever be able to do this, or how can I get through this problem? And you stop. What do you teach yourself? You teach yourself to draw until it gets hard, and then you stop. What do you teach yourself when you go through it and when you problem solve and when you figure out something that will work and you keep making corrections, rinse and repeat? You keep doing something, getting to that point where it gets difficult. You back up, you assess again look at everything again, and then you, we're a lot like engineers, but what happens is you get through it, and what you're teaching yourself in that case is how to finish, how to complete something, how to work through problems. And that's the reason why I say we're like engineers, because it's like research and development. We're figuring out what works, and we're backwards engineering something to figure out how to progress through something we're taking something from point a all the way to completion and so we work through a methodical process along the way there's going to be bumps and scrapes and that just comes with the territory we have to learn how to work through those things and we will if we force ourselves to not give in and not give up when it gets tough don't be overwhelmed by it and don't let anxiety or just these feelings of not being good enough overwhelm you.
1: You know, what if it's such a good point too about we're problem solvers. One of the things that I think made such a difference in my artwork was teaching other people and especially teaching, I'd say the preteens. So not young kids are a little bit harder because things are too simple, like too basic. But the preteens that are really listening to what you have to say, when you have to start, I mean, You constantly are fixing their problems, constantly trying to figure out, okay, why does this not look how they want? What went wrong? Was it the brush stroke, the pencil stroke, the way that they erase something, the way they lay down their foundation? Constantly figuring out what the problem is. Now, yeah, we can do that in our own work as well. But if you get the opportunity to teach, especially preteens, we're we're probably the, the most helpful for me as far as me learning more. Oh my gosh, I jumped forward leaps and bounds in a short time just from nonstop solving other people's problems in their artwork. Because I mean, the more you solve your own problems, you're going to learn too. But not only was I solving mine, I was solving multiple of other, you know, other problems that I hadn't even run across yet, but I still got to figure out how to fix it. And that alone, when you start looking at it that way, when you come up across a problem You're afraid you're going to mess something up. You don't like how something looks. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. You're about to learn something new as long as you figure out how to fix it. If you give up, you learned nothing. But if you can take every single time you have a problem and be encouraged by that, I'm about to learn something new because I've got to figure out how to fix this. It it really does make a big difference. But I think, too, a big key is recognizing there's a problem. It's very easy to look at your artwork and go, ah, I don't like this. That's not enough. Break it down smaller. What exactly don't you like? Does it feel flat? Does it feel like, like, let's say you're doing a drawing a portrait. Does it feel like you don't have enough dimension in the skin? It's just all one color. Is it the, the colors that you're choosing, your values, your contrast, maybe your foundation drawing isn't quite right. Are you having a a hard time? Like maybe your skin isn't coming out as smooth as you want or it's too smooth or, you know, you have to, Pinpoint what exactly you don't like about what you're doing and then you can solve it. But if you just look at it as a whole, I don't like what I'm doing. It's not very good. That's really not very helpful and it's not going to help you to move forward. You have to find what little things aren't going right. And one of the things that I think really helps too is doing studies. Instead of looking at it as a whole, let's you know go back to the example with portraits. You really want to draw portraits, but you're not really happy with how they're coming out. Okay, let's break it down and just draw an eye. Just draw a nose. You know, these little studies, and you can do that in your sketchbook. You don't have to use a really good expensive paper if you don't want to, but you can get a better idea, I think, before you move on to the other things. Solve the problems in small increments versus trying to solve the whole face that isn't going right. Break it down. It really will make a difference. and. How you progress. And it doesn't just have to be portraits. You could be someone who likes to do still life and you're having a hard time. You're drawing a group of grapes and they are just not looking realistic. Okay, let's work on one grape. Do get your sketchbook out, work a little larger than you might, you know, maybe do a two-inch grape instead of the half inch that you were going to draw. I don't know what size you're drawing, but you'll use that as an example. But just draw that one thing and focus on it until you get that just right before you jump into the full project of a bowl of grapes or however you have it set up.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great, and you know, you, you talked about uh, we learn nothing if we stop. Well, we do learn something. We learn how to stop. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's really <laughs> it. We're reinforcing a bad habit when we stop. It's kind of like laughing at the child whenever they're throwing a big hissy fit and falling on the ground and screaming, kicking, and crying. If the parent who's embarrassed by the child laughs at the child, then you've given that that child praise, and then he'll repeat that behavior because of that. That kind of thing, and it's the same thing with. If we give in to those feelings and satisfy those feelings by stopping, by quitting, then we're teaching ourselves, we're reinforcing ourselves. To do that same thing, to repeat that habit, that behavior every single time—that's just the way we are as humans. I mean, that just happens. And portraits—I mean, admittedly, those are that—that's one of the toughest things to tackle. So, yeah, I think boiling that down and doing small studies is very, very helpful. Um, and at the beginning, if you're brand new to portraits, you're not going to be able to see the issues often. Sometimes you may look at it and think, oh, there's something wrong. There's something not quite right. But you haven't developed your eye enough if you're new to art and if you're especially new to portraiture to be able to see what's wrong. Sometimes there's this twisting that happens with the anatomy because something is out of alignment. And as the artist, we tend to correct those things in our own mind and we look at where it looks right and not where it looks off sometimes. But then whenever we start developing a little bit more, when we start learning about things that we perhaps didn't know about before, then it's kind of like unlearning certain things. The one thing we have to unlearn is how to just give ourselves praise all the time. And so it hurts whenever we're identifying mistakes and we're looking at problems. And you may feel like you're taking two or three steps backwards before you can ever take some steps forward. But that's helpful because you're learning something about what's wrong. And then you're also learning how to correct those things going forward. So if you never uh, understand why something's wrong or never understand how to correct something, the mechanics of it, but maybe you run to somebody else and you ask them, and that's not a bad thing. But as you progress as an artist, learning how to look at your own work and figuring out what is wrong, if we don't learn that piece of it, That's another pinnacle that we have to reach and have to overcome those things to be able to look at what we're doing, assess what's wrong, and then figure out how to correct those things. And to give you an analogy that I think will make sense, I remember early on when I would draw certain things and I really hadn't developed my eye quite enough yet to be able to see things very well. I was really, really proud of some things. and Looking back at them now, I'm embarrassed by them. But at the time, I thought they were just so awesome, and because I couldn't see all the problems with them, now that didn't mean that later on that I was looking back at them and then just being overly critical. What happened was I really did see the problems. There were really were problems, but at the beginning, I couldn't see those. Until I had some distance and some other maybe studies under my belt. And just learning the discipline of drawing and sticking to something and repeating that behavior over and over and over. And drawing is just like anything else. It's, it's a habit that we, that we learn and we perfect that craft and we hone it. But then looking back, looking back at what I had done, I can see those problems.
1: Yeah, and I love, too, what you're saying about developing your eye. That is such a big thing, and it is not something you're just born with. Uh, it's something that happens the more you paint, the more you draw, the more you work on things, the more you're going to start to notice. I remember years ago looking at things and thinking, my work is not as realistic as I wanted it to be. Why isn't it? What am I not seeing? And I had to start paying attention to the little details, and the more I would notice with each piece, I would notice more and more and more. And it just progressed to the point where I finally got my work to look the way my goal initially was. That took a long time. That was not overnight. And one of the things that I'll hear too from people, well, I've been drawing for a really long time. Okay. Here's, here's a little example. I have been playing violin since I was nine years old. That is a very long time, a very, very long time but I don't practice. I don't sound like somebody who's played the violin since I was nine years old. So, I mean, I sound more like someone who's been playing the violin for maybe 10 years, maybe, if I practice. I mean, I don't because I don't practice. I can understand. I have the general concept. I know how to play the violin, but if I'm not doing it, if I'm not actively practicing, it shows. And that's the same with art. I think a lot of people think, well, I started painting or drawing five years ago or 10 years ago. Yeah, but how many drawings have you actually completed? because that matters. That matters more than the years. The actual number of hours spent drawing is a way bigger deal than just, I've been drawing for 10 years. I should be able to do this by now. Well, not if you haven't really been focusing on those little things. Not if you haven't put the actual hours in, just like me playing violin. Yeah, I can say I've played violin for 30 years or whatever. Yeah. Wow. It has been that long. More than, gosh, 32, 33 years. I'm old, but the <laughs> the point is, I don't sound at all because I don't practice, and it's the same thing with art. If you're not putting in the hours, the amount of years we sometimes get kind of in our heads thinking, I should be better by now. I'm not going to be good at this because I've been doing this a really long time. Yeah, But when you're spending time with art, are you spending it just reading books, just spending time on Facebook groups or watching videos? Or are you actually spending time drawing? Because that's what's going to make the biggest difference.
0: You got to put in the reps. You got to put in the reps. Really, to wrap it up, too, I mean, it all comes back to just doing it and I, I know often that seems so trite and easier said than done but just force yourself it can be little things have a cue for yourself if this is something that you struggle with sit down and just tell yourself I'm not going to draw a whole drawing I'm not even going to draw a study I'm just going to sit down Pick up the pencil and I'm going to make one line on the paper. That's all. And then I'm going to walk away. And once I guarantee you, once you do that, you won't want to walk away. You won't want to get up and you'll want to keep going. It really does work. If you have these little trigger cues to be able to do something, you know, put in those reps and you will get better. There's just nothing that can replace just doing it, just uh, practicing and. Uh, repeating that over and over again and in time you will silence that inner critic all right so maybe you would like to add to this discussion you can always comment in the show notes over at sharpenedartist.com slash podcast you can reach out through email podcast at sharpenedartist.com this is a weekly show if you enjoy the show consider giving us a rating and or a review and we'll talk to you again next week
1: bye Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at
0: www.sharpenedartist.com.